Are you ready to chat? Call Will and Tony now, 607-414-CHAT. A teacher was telling my second grader about gender. Should I call the school? I'm having a huge struggle with eating too much, and I'm not sure how to stop. My spouse seems to be changing her priorities, and I'm worried. Yeah, we're fighting the digital battle in our house. I never can seem to make progress, and I'm not sure what to do. Welcome to Let's Chat with Will and Tony. Focusing on what matters and ditching what doesn't. Now, here's Will Kesley and Tony Peck. Well, uh, good morning, afternoon. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. But I it's don't. good to be here and chat. Uh, Tony, good to see you. Always fun to chat. Uh, today, uh, you're welcome to join us when we chat. The theme of our show is we just take common things of life, as you can kind of hear. The kind of things that you say every day in your family that you've always wanted to a question yeah. answered stuff right? you call home for and say hey you know i'm dealing with this I'm dealing with this what's the i'm just giving you some advice some things ideas. you talk to your friends about yeah so you got a couple of dorks that give you ideas yeah that's what we, we do are. and they pay us to do it yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> we that? do it whether they paid us or not that's right we just do this because it's fun hey so i would like to follow up last week tony we um we talked a lot about the color code the book called the color code which is now called the people code people code that's right dr taylor hartman the author of that book yeah that was a great show and our lines were just lighting up the and so whole show one of the things we can't get all the calls all the time but we do get them and so if you have Something on your mind you'd like to chat about, we can either get you on the show. If we don't, we will get you in the next, at least one or, the, or two segments. We always will follow up on your question. And today we've got several questions we'll be answering for those that left them from last week. Yep. So, uh, where I do, think. Where do you want to start? Uh, you know, I think we should uh, do a little recap. So, let's recap on the color code or right. people code. So, that was one of the things, by the way, we do have our podcast coming, I think, next week we get to launch it. Officially. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I'm excited for that. And that'll be great because what happens is, you guys, I know, I realize this, we listen to the show and then it's like you missed it and you want to go hear parts of it again or you wish that yeah. your spouse would listen to it or whatever the case may be. No, right? my kids, every every week, they're like, Dad, what you, that was great, I, but I missed the second half. I want to listen to it. And I was like, well, you know, you got to wait for the podcast. Yeah, so podcasts no, are coming. I'm excited for the podcast. So that'll help. Be good. That'll help out a lot. But um, uh, several questions came and we got a bunch after the show which was specifically, help remind me again, you know, that's what they want to know. What, what do Reds do? What, how does this work? One thing you can keep in mind is you can always get the book. Yeah, it's called definitely. The, Pe- the People Code by Dr. Taylor Herman. Speaking of that, uh, we pulled it out. I have my copy. We pulled it out over the weekend and, and gave our kids the test, the uh, actual full test from the book. Yeah. And it was fascinating. There was both of my kids that took it. I had uh, semi-misdiagnosed them. I had half of them, mm-hmm. but they're both fairly blended personality. So the one I thought was almost pure yellow like me turned out to be a red. Oh. <laughs> he's a he's pretty but, solid yellow on those his but, secondary color. Okay. But he's mimicking red. daddy. Yeah. Well, let's let's recap just so everyone knows what we're talking about. The color code is a personality assessment. It's it's not based on how you act in certain environments like some of the other My- Myers-Briggs and things of that nature. It's designed to help you understand how you're born. Yeah, how you're motivated. Right. Your innate personality is kind of what they refer that to. And and I think there's some people that would question that and say, well, no, you know, you get that after you get born, life molds you. Yes, life can mold you. But I, I always ask this question. You ask any mom who's had more than one child in the womb and they'll tell you the kids were different. They all come Even different. in the womb. Every one of my kids was different child yeah. from the start. Right. One, one of the advantages we had in our families, we did this with our children. All our children got color-coded. <laughs> it was one of those common conversations in the house, right? Yeah. But what was interesting is until we understood that they had innate personalities, 
you raise them the same, but you have to adapt because one will reject that way of raising and another one will embrace it because they're just different personalities. Yeah, absolutely. Later in the show, we have a question just right along those lines of how to deal with children mm-hmm. and their different colors. And so parents, if you're struggling with, I don't understand this kid, we may want to throw them up and have some fun as a little family get together, have a family night and uh, get online, colorcode.com and take the free test and, and you know, get the book and talk about it. Yeah. My son and future daughter are coming up tonight and we're going to be, uh, we're going to be giving them the color code, mm-hmm. to see what the, the new daughter-in-law, how she fits. And when they're done, bring them on over and I'll tell them about how their marriage will look. <laughs> I'll make sure I send them on over. It's kind of like that crystal, <laughs> that crystal ball thing. Because really, if you have a good feel and a good understanding of color code, it will project kind of how things will go down. Yep. I mentioned to you before we got on the air that um, you can predict, especially in marriages, based on what color each other is, the things they are concerned about, the things they fight about, the things they don't understand about each other, and the reasons they fell in love together. It's really predictable. Because it's how we're made. We just don't know everybody else is that same way. Yeah, everybody hasn't done the research, so they don't have the understanding. So they're just thinking, right. hey, this is just this just happened. It's great. But So color code exists for four colors. And Dr. Hartman would say that um, those are your innate colors. And yes, everybody has a little bit of some of the other colors, some more than others. But your primary color is your driver. And Key motivation. That's the key motivator. So the four colors are red, blue, yellow, uh, white, and yellow. Uh, reds, their key motivator is power. I like that. Uh, I, I, that I, word, I don't like that word. I use because. the word accomplishment. <laughs> they like to accomplish things. Yes. They don't feel very motivated in life if they get stuck. They don't work well in a factory putting widgets on arms all day. They, they, they won't do that job. Yeah, they want to they branch out. They want to improve. They want to move. They want to, they're the, they're the gasoline in the engine is what I like to call the yep. reds. And so they're he the called, ones that are firing hot all the time. Right. And if I say the word power and that bothers you, you're not a red. Yeah. Right. If, if, if well, I just said, <laughs> if I said to you, do you think power is your word? And you went, yeah, that's me. You're a red. You're red. The other color's like, no, that's a dirty word. Yeah. Why is, why is power? You're yellow. I'm yellow. What makes power, the word power bad for you? I just think of being controlled by somebody. I'm a free, I'm, I'm a yellow, which is, but my word is fun. We're motivated by fun. Fun and so power you know, looks free too- life. So somebody who's trying to exert power on me, I feel like they're putting me in the box. All right, so you see, so I you see squirrely. You see power as a thumb. Yeah. And a red would look at power as ability. Yep. <laughs> right? No, it's good. Same word, but they see it differently. Then there's blues. Blues. You're married to a blue. I'm married to a blue. Their, their key motivator is intimacy. Mm-hmm. So, and keep in mind, Tony, the yellow intimacy does not mean take your clothes off. That's that's right. I know it took you a while to learn that. It did. It did. And I'm still learning. Right. And so what we find that same word, like a red would say, I don't know, kissing and hugging and stuff. It's like, it's not that big of a deal kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. That, that They will always say that I told you I loved you when I married you. If it changes, I'll let you know. Yeah. I'd like to use the word connection too. Yeah. They like to connect. It, they like, they want to emotionally connect. They want to have that very deep person-to-person connection Connect and usually souls. it's not sexual no it's it's soul connection it's almost never sexual yeah soul connection. but you know once they have that then they're able to branch out into some of their other mm-hmm. so the core motivator is intimacy and then there's whites i'm married to a white yeah. excellent and their core word is peace peace they're the peacemakers you got to have the whites mm-hmm. they're just but they're one of the most misunderstood too they are very misunderstood there's reasons for that we can we'll chat about that in a little bit but it, it a white personality usually a little quieter a little more reserved. Um, um, they're quite tolerant. They're quite, um, they're peacemakers. They're peacemakers. And if they're in an environment where there's contention, they don't do well. 
Yeah, they'll sh- they'll shut down. They'll turtle up, and uh, you won't get anything. Out so of if them. you're married to one, and it gets a little heated, and all of a sudden they disappear on you, they it won't communicate anymore. That's why they shut it up. And then the last one is yellows. Yellow. Yellow. Hello. And uh, they're motivated by, motivated by fun. They're here today, um, gone to Maui. That's right. You 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 give me a call. My wife. There's this activity they did in my. It was in my Myers Briggs training, but it's very applicable to yellows. Is you had this this room, and on one side of the room, the instructor said, "Everybody who is, you know, work first, play later, stand by this wall. If you're fun first, you know, work later, go over this wall and put yourself in the spectrum." Yeah. So, so, you know, all my red friends and whatnot are pegged against this wall, and I was like out the door on the other side of the wall, like walking out because there was there's something fun out there. Yeah. Outside the building. I'm out of here. I'm like, I'm gone. By the way, there's a reason why we always talk about yellows last. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. We talk about reds first because if you don't, they get angry. Oh. Because they're, hey, what about me? <laughs> and it, and what we find about the yellows is if you talk about the yellows at first, they leave the conversation. Oh, they won't listen to the rest of it. No. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I got my, I got my airtime. I'm out. I got what I needed. So I'm good. And we use, and there's a reason why he has red, blue, white. Remember the blues are like, okay, hey, and they get, yeah. and, but when you get to the white, they're tolerant, they're patient. They can wait. But yeah, if we, we throw a, the yellows in any time sooner, then they leave the conversation. We had a quote on the last show where uh, blues and reds spend their whole life trying to control people yep. and whites and yellows spend their whole life trying not to be controlled. controlled. <laughs> and opposites attract. Yep. So one of the fun things we'll do in today's show, because we had a couple questions on it, is about relationships, marriages. Yeah. What colors work best in marriage? Oh, that's going to be a fun discussion. That'll be a fun discussion. And then uh, perhaps how we handle kids that are also in that same color. Oh. But our theme for today is actually about anxiety. Yeah. We had a great question, uh, and we'll we'll deal with that one at the end there. And uh, what color has the most anxiety? Mm, some are more prone to it. Some are. And some create it. So we're going to talk about what makes it, what how, how, how the brain works around it, some things you can do to work with anxiety as we learn how to just make our lives a bit happier by learning. Right? It's one of the funny things. We go to school and we never are taught how to handle relationships. Yeah, you're taught all these facts, math, science, English, all the stuff, but you never actually taught how to communicate with somebody. Nope. How to deal with man- uh, uh, relationships. And relationships are the key to, to happiness. Everything. Yep. If you got a happy relationship, you got a happy life. That's how it works. Absolutely. So we got some of that and more coming up. If you'd like to chat with us, 607-414-CHAT, 607-414-CHAT. Or uh, you can text us on that line as well. Or email us at uh, let's chat with Will and Tony at gmail.com. More coming up right after this on News Talk 107.9. Common sense advice for life. Helping with self-awareness, family, and relationships in a complex world. Now, here's Will Kesley and Tony Peck. All right, welcome back to segment two, Mr. Love it. Tony Peck. I'm Will Kesley. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. We always love having you. It's on every Saturday, by the way. Our show's on Saturday from one to two. two yep. And then uh, they've asked uh, some people if they played again, so they've been kind enough to replay our show Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. That's right. So if you early riser on Sunday, you can catch us there, Turn or it. you can catch us. And pretty soon, we got the podcast coming. Yep, podcast. I think we're going to launch next week, so we'll give you all the Excellent. details on that. That'll be fun um, to get. It's one of those things. Always, I've looked forward to doing a podcast. Yeah, me too. I, I and I love the idea of being able to go back and 
re-listen to shows and, yeah. and that type of stuff. So we're uh, talking today, we're just recapping on Color Code, which we handled last in last week's show. Um, but it kind of leads us into this week's show. We're going to talk about anxiety, but we did want to follow up. We had a lot of questions that came in and we don't want to leave those questions out. So I want to get to them. One of the things, Tony, I, I always like to remind is that Tony and I are more happy to come do uh, seminars on Color Code. Or um, with corporations. Corporation we training. Do leadership training yeah. on, on, color, on People Code. We do... It on all sorts of topics, but yeah. we're more than willing to do. Any That's of that one kind of stuff. topic. We do several yeah. other topics, but uh, I'm I'm obviously a corporate trainer for them. Uh, I used to run Dr. Hartman's uh, company, so That's pretty cool. I've gotten to do color code all over the world. My yeah, funnest so. one was in Jamaica, and I did it for Reader's Digest. It was really their, for Reader's Digest. Their That's annual neat. convention. And I was, bet that was fun. It was their keynote presentation in Jamaica. So they fly you out there, my wife out there, and we got the pig roast, and it's like. Well, it's, ama- it's amazing how much uh, something like the color code can help a business. It did. And you find that in or every an organization. Yeah. And we see that all the time is that it gets people to understand why people do what they do. And that helps with tolerance. It helps with understanding. It also helps with how to motivate them because yep. not everybody motivates the way you motivate. No, absolutely. It, it helps all aspects of the teamwork. And that's the mistake we make. All right. Question. Now we got several questions on color codes. So let's deal with a couple of these. Here's one from Suzanne. She said, are there colors that do worse in marriage? Hmm. Colors that do worse. So that would also then, I guess, conjure the question, are there colors that do better yeah. in marriage? Uh, great question. And, and there's a whole segment on this uh, about marriages in uh, the people code and what works well and doesn't work well. I, the, the, the biggest, broadest question is no. There's not one that does worse or better in marriage per se. I think it's more the... It's whether Each one have challenges. Each blend has a challenge or a, and depending on how extreme the, yeah. the challenge becomes, it can cause a problem in a marriage. The key is if you have two people that are self-aware, that work on self-awareness, because remember, this Ooh. is, a, you have to have a hundred percent responsibility on whether you're happy or not. Now you're talking to me, uh, self-awareness is big for me. It's a big, because yeah. if we don't have an ability to look at ourselves and say, Hey, look, I want to do better for me then it's going to be difficult in any relationship because what happens in relationships, we like to think the other person has to do the changing. Yeah. They got it. They're doing this. They're doing that. It's a they, they, they versus, and most of the time it's, you you got to work. The only thing you have control over is you. Absolutely. And so becoming a more congruent, you helps. And there's colors that are more natural to that. So let's just kind of get some mixes. I will tell you that in counseling, uh, the two colors I see most are white and red. So when you have a white, a primary red and a primary Primary white. white, Does it matter if it's the husband or the wife? It is worse when it's the husband's the white. Ooh. And we'll explain that here in a second. Yeah, let's talk about that. And then the other one is uh, blues and yellows. Oh, no. That's me. That's you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're blue-yellow. We're a blue-yellow mix. Right. And and yet, if there's one color I see most in counseling, it's blue. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. They just are emotionally... Yeah, it's back to that uh, intimacy. And if they don't have the emotional connection, they tend to uh, express in emotional ways. And they feel more guilty. They feel they have a lot more just emotional things that helps it's, they, somebody can sit down, talk with them through it, go through it. That's kind of how they're made. So it works for them. So let's break down a red and a white. And the okay. reason why uh, we see it harder on the white husband, red wife okay. is cultural. Really? Yeah. So do you see that uh, in in... In other cultures, it's easier for that. You don't see it like in blend. Japan, for example. They culturally look at these kind of colors differently. But in the United States, we look at things like, for example, the husband's supposed to be the head of the house. Uh, but he's a white personality. He's more than happy to give that up and let his red wife handle it. 
And then she's always saying, why aren't you the head of the house? What's wrong with you? You're not then doing there's your... the conflict in their marriage doing... and he turtles up and right. off he goes. And reds like to communicate and are okay communicating in conflict. Yeah. They, and, they deal well in conflict. And they're conflict masters. They're okay with it. Conflict doesn't feel the same way to a red. Yeah. So if, if you and I were fighting right now, yeah. I, would, I would feel terrible. You have a feeling for it. And I would just look at whether or not we we're getting anywhere. It was a great conversation. And then we'll go to lunch. Yeah. And for red, it's over. And I'd be filling it probably for a week. Mm-hmm. And then you, when they do, you get, if you get hurt, then you get sarcastic. Yeah, that's right. You, know, you throw the sarcastic jabs out. <laughs> and that, that's how they're angry with a smile, but they're angry because it's sarcastic. So what happens is that that just feeds into the two weaknesses of both colors, right? The red has to be right. They like to be more engaged in that. And the white just disappears because they want peace. They don't want to get in an argument. Well, and I can definitely see that when you have the two colors where one color's strength is the other color's weakness. Yeah. That's when you have the biggest challenges. But I would say um, for the for all those who are out there going, oh, no, I'm a red-white couple and we're, we're doomed. Some of the deepest relationships comes from when you have those challenges and you're able to get over them. Right. Because now you're complimenting each other and you're learning and they are, they are making you a much better person. Because they're augmenting your weakness. So this is the beauty about a marriage in that opposites attract usually in the first marriage. You very yeah. rarely do we see the same colors married during the first marriage. By the third marriages, it's usually always the same color will marry each other. And that's because they, they, they're not good at adapting. They don't adapt to something that's yeah. different than them. They don't have a tolerance for that very well. And they've run those out. So it's not attractive anymore. What makes someone attractive to you is that they bring gifts that you wish you had. Yeah. You don't even realize this is happening, but you see things in them and think, ah, oh, ah. Wish oh, I, they're so fun. I, 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 want to, I want to be fun. And they drag you into fun so, that you don't naturally do. So you got your white or your uh, yellow blue, right? And your wife's that's, the that's, blue. That's but me and my wife. What she would love in you is that you were spontaneous. You were carefree because they worry more. They, they're the more structured. They, they don't have that ability just to let things fly to the wind. Yep. And so that's attractive. And to the yellow, it's attractive. You got somebody that has some core. Yeah, it grounds, grounds you a little bit. Grounds it's, you. It's, you have a little bit of like tied to reality. Right. And that would... That's perfect. But what happens is we get cultural differences. So, for example, if you're the white husband and you're not taking the lead, your red wife is going to beat on you. And then, obviously, and that won't be conflict, very, right? very pleasant for the white husband. And Instead of adapting and understanding that two of you bring, I mean, a white, I'm a red, my wife's a white, we have a great marriage. Of course, it's one of that cultural change of, you know, backwards. But it works when you understand and appreciate and respect the gifts they bring to the table. They don't have to be your gifts. They bring gifts you don't have. Now talk to me about the, talk to me more. I want to talk about me. I'm a yellow. Mm-hmm. Talk to me more about the, the yellow husband, blue wife. Yeah. Cause you were mentioning on the break that that's a challenging it's one. A, also. It can be a challenging one. And the challenge usually comes around money and commitment to things that are important. Interesting. To the blue. Yes. Right. And so what that means is this, a, a yellow will be a little more spendy free. Yep. They just buy and sell and it, it's okay. Yeah. The, the blue needs security and finance. They need to know the college education is covered. They need to know if you die, they got life insurance, right? They need to know their safety. They need to know there's a little buffer in the bank. So if, if you lose your job again, because that's what yellows like to do, <laughs> yeah. not, not all yellows, but yellows have a tendency to want to change jobs every couple of years because it gets no fun anymore. The reason I'm laughing is uh, in my mid thirties, I'm an engineer by degree. And so I had this engineered life, you know, doing engineering, very stable job. Middle of it, I decide... Hey, you know, I want to go be a used car dealer. <laughs> and I quit my engineering job, bought a used car lot, 
sold used cars for a while, then went back to another engineering company and kind of moved around and, but and did, uh, did my you end, poor wife. <laughs> yeah, did you end up back in the engineering because uh, it wasn't working for your wife because it was that change? Or wasn't that security? Or was it because you just ran out of fun? Um, I... It was actually the economical crash of 2008, but, uh, but um, the, ultimately going back to engineering was for the stability of the family. See, and that, that's what I was going to mention. Now, as you were saying that about the, the yellow blues, I think one of the things I've had to change most is that grounding, needing to be grounded in the few important things. Yep. And I had to change that because if I wasn't grounded, I could see I was losing my wife. Mm-hmm. And... And where she has had to adapt, and I think that adaptation is the key to all marriages. Happiness right? and happy. And where she had to adapt was to, hey, sometimes it's okay to set the schedule down and let's just go boat all day mm-hmm. because that's fun and that's good for her. She'll come back energized from being able to let loose a little bit, let loose a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of the his needs, her needs. What, what, no, what, I want to point out what's what you're doing, and that's you're being self aware. And that's yeah. what gets in the problem is we get, we don't become self-aware of how we do what we do. It could be a conflict for someone else. We always think it's their problem. And we have to understand that we, if you want to have meaningful relationships and you've got to be consistent with understanding their needs as well. And keep in mind, these are innate needs and a blue needs security. Yep. That's what they need. And they a do. blue and a blue and a yellow needs to be able to have freedom. Those two have to coexist. So for example, I was a coach at a couple that were having the same problem. Uh, the yellow husband was buying trucks and snow machines and living big, right? Living big, yeah. And the wife was going nuts because there was no money in the bank. How? What am I? How am I going to pay for the next month? Yeah. The yellow husband's like, oh, I got the, the it. next I got month, it. it's coming. We got these five projects on the hook. Yep. He always optimistic about it. And so, what we did to help solve that problem was he agreed that there should be some security, there should be some savings. So they agreed on a number they'd put into savings. And they agreed on a number that he would uh, have an account. He could do anything he wanted with. And that the rest of that funds would go into something for the yeah. family. Once they agreed to that and she saw the money go into that account, all their, their, their core conflict went away. Yeah. The core conflict goes away. And it, I think that it's so important that self-aware because if you're not thinking about yourself and where, how you can change for the better of the relationship, you, you end up alienating your spouse and you get in that kind of selfish mode. And the next thing you know, it's just a, they won't do this. They won't do that. They don't respect me. They don't know me. And off they go to divorce. So getting to the place where you can get aware, we see this in counseling. I often will ask people share with me what you felt during that or what you thought during that. And how many times they'll go like, I don't even know what I was And And that's where you have to kind of get this place to understand. Yeah. They don't go that deep into their soul. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, we got a couple more questions we want to deal with. We are going to talk about anxiety. Yep. And uh, look, we're going to talk about kids. Kids, I think that's color coding your kids and yep. how you manage them a little differently. That's right. It's good to manage those little beasts. Did you feel different with the way you were treated by your parents and maybe someone else in your family? Did you feel? Yeah, I was golden child. Were you? <laughs> so, what color were your parents? Oh, my dad's a white and my mom's a. Yellow, blue. Uh huh. That's why. Tolerant dad, emotional mom, all wanting to enjoy you. All right, it's a good mix. There are other issues with that, by the way. We may talk about those too. All right, we'll be back right after this. It's Let's Chat with Will and Tony on News Talk 1079.
common sense advice for life, helping with self-awareness, family, and relationships in a complex world. Now, here's Will Kesley and Tony Peck. So, Tony, we've been following up on a little bit of color code from last week. Yep. And uh, just before we went into this break, you were saying that you were the golden child. The golden child. I was the happy middle child. I'm a pure yellow, so I was the fun of the family. Everybody... Eat, drink, and be merry. Here's yeah. Tony. I was hanging out with everybody, happy with everybody, got along with my whole range of siblings everywhere from my oldest brother, who's like pure red, to Did you guys have to my do chores? peacemaker younger daughter. Did you have to do chores and stuff? Yeah, occasionally. Uh, that's why you're the golden child. <laughs> you get them in a home where they're structured, and you got, you got, you know, you know, you've got this to do and that to do. The yellow's like, I got to go play ball, mom. <laughs> I would make the chores fun. Would you? Yeah, we'd be out like mucking out the barn, you know, or something, and I'd turn it into some big game, and pretty soon Wait, when? everybody, we'd all be done. My second son was as a yellow personality, and what was interesting about him is that he would get all of his chores done first. Super accountable to him. And the reason was because he knew he got freedom at the end of it. Yep. So what works well to yellow is if they know they have a... How you kill a yellow is don't hold them accountable. Let them believe that they can shuck and jive the rest of their life and don't say, no, there's certain things you have to do and be done with. And if they understand that growing up, like he did, he knew that if he did his chores, he got the freedom for Friday and Saturday. Yep. It was so powerful to get that freedom. He was the easiest one to have do his chores. Yeah. I think that's really important specifically for those yellows is, but you can't, it's better to give them the window of when it needs to be done and then let them have the freedom to do it in that window. Right. And as long as they're working in that window, even if it's not your window, it'll work. Praise them and be happy with that. So let's talk just quickly on uh, a little bit of discipline with kids. Now I grew up in a home where my mom was a yellow, dad was a red and I was red and my brother was white. And so growing up, my brother was always the good child. He never got in trouble for anything. Because that's what they do, right? Yeah. And me, being red, I was always pushing the envelope. You got in trouble for everything. I was just always trying to push. However, now later- I bet in, your name was the first one out of your parents' mouth. Mud. And Will! Some other. Regardless of who did it, <laughs> Will was the first- I was always the one getting in trouble because I was the one that always pushed the boundaries. Yeah. And um, they kind of pushed those back. As life's gotten on, though, it's been interesting to see because that red has now driven me to do a lot of things. And if I learned compassion, which is what I've been trying to- uh, Reds with compassion are- Pretty well accepted in this world. It's a good thing you have your sweet wife. She's right? like the she's, most compassionate person. She's helped me learn that. And yeah. that's what's been so great about it. My brother being a white has just not had a lot of passion to do a lot of things in life. So now we've kind of crossed that. Now all of a sudden it's like, well, the one brother is successful at a lot of things. The other brother, he, he's just doing what he's always done. Hmm. So as far as the opinion of your parents. Right. Yeah. And, and so you see it a transition over time in certain areas like kids. Kids always seem to be like they're yellow. They're not always yellow. All no. my kids were different colors. But now as they got older, you see how they get driven into those positions. As long as you let them do that, one of the mistakes we make with kids is we force them into our box. So I want my white to learn. My oldest son was white. He needs to do this like a red. Yeah. Because after all, I'm, I'm good at what I do. And that's not him. Well, and then you end up with the conflict that we were talking about before. And that goes right into a specific question we had from one of our listeners, Christina. She says, how does the color play into discipline specifically of your children? Oh, yeah. Discipline. Well, maybe you can give us some of yours. Here's how it worked with mine. I had five kids. I have five kids. My oldest was white. Discipline was easy peasy. You just say, hey, need this done. And they just, they just did it. Wasn't Mm. much, much. That's how it worked. My second was yellow. And his big thing was, 
we had to kind of rein in the sarcasm. We had to kind of rein in the snotty comments. We had to rein in you know the the flippant way of being because that was yeah. kind of the downside. And we had to open the window for him to have fun. So, for example, we taught all the kids how to play the piano. My wife plays the piano. We felt like that's a good mental developmental tool yep. in kids. I still stand by that. Uh, but my yellow didn't want to do scales. No, absolutely not. It's too boring. to want nothing to do with it. So in our home, it was, I sat down and said, look, why don't we then let you have freedom to write music? But you still have to learn a hymn. That was kind of the thing. If they could learn yeah. to play the hymns, they were done learning to play the piano. That was enough. That was enough. And then if they want to continue, they could. If not, they didn't. That was kind of our okay. thing in our home, right? And so once we did that, I was uh, just at awe what he came up with. He was writing music that was beautiful and amazing. And that was him, right? That was yeah. that. He wanted to be expressive that way. He opened up his box he, within the parameters. And that's the important thing. But he for, had to live within the rules to do it to get the um, freedom. Correct. And that's the same with, with my yellow son. We have to give him the box. And it drives us crazy because he'll be right at the edge of the box. Mm -hmm. But he stays within the box because he has plenty of freedom inside. But you there. tighten him down too tight. Oh, they go crazy. They go crazy. Our red, my third son was a red, and his was always challenging the status quo. He always got extra chores. Always. For the longest time. Until one day he came downstairs. Because what would happen if you didn't do your chores by, let's say, this time? Yeah. Then you got an extra one. And if you didn't complete it, you got another one. And he'd always end up with two or three extra chores. <laughs> yeah. Because, yep, they would always test the boundaries. Because he was always testing the boundaries, right? And you had to stay consistent with that red. So what would happen? One day he comes down and he goes, Dad, I am so dumb. I said, why is that? He goes, why do I get so many extra chores to do? All I have to do is do the ones you give me and I'm out. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, duh, that's not going to happen again. And it never did. Yeah. That, and Once that's he the, figured it out. Yeah, that's the thing about the reds is the reds are logical. You have to put it in a box that makes sense. Because Where's the facts? With, with, my, with my son that's more red, he, he wants to know why. Mm -hmm. It can't be an illogical reason. You can't just give him the, well, you're punished because. It has to be. Give me the facts, Jack. Give me the facts. Yeah. And if he understands the reasoning behind it, never, ne it's like never again. But if he doesn't, he just keeps banging and pushing and pushing. I get the question. When do you know when your kids are what color they are? <clears throat> and I can tell you uh, probably about two. And people go like, what? I mean, yeah, you got to be. Their per personality? Start they start sit. communicating. It starts to come out. Yeah. By age five, we had them all pretty much nailed down. My youngest daughter was always an anomaly to people because she's this little pixie dust thing. Yeah. And in fact, she works for Disney as yeah. Tinkerbell. <laughs> so you can, that's what she looks like, just a little Tinkerbell. And she's a tiger. And, um, and, and that she's red. And what we saw was when her older sister and her would play like soccer, we'd take pictures of the older sister who was blue and she would be like, the ball would be going to the, you know, the goal. And instead of kicking it, she's like, I'm sorry, you know, you can kick it. Yeah, she'd be worried so much about, about other people's, people's emotions. And how they're feeling. Yep. And my little red would be in there with this grin on her. It's like, teeth would be gritted. She'd be like, going after the ball, I'm going to kill it, kind of a thing. And she was just this little teeny pixie dust thing. And so growing up, people would look at her and go, oh, you're such a tender little, oh. And then she'd be like, you know. Uh, but she's learned how to do that. I mean, she works for Disney in Tokyo. And um, works with all these kids and she's these, you know, these characters and things of that nature. And it's just magical for her. And she's amazing at doing it. But what drove her to do that is the red. Is that red. She went and did all these auditions. She, she drove herself to do it. So we had to kind of figure that out. And we'd buck heads because I was a red as well. And so yeah. I would challenge that. And she didn't like that. Mm. Right. You challenge the reds and they, they you'll buck heads with them. But uh, yeah, it, because your red is pushing their red into a place they won't want to go. Right. You got to let their red drive them to where they want to go. You got it. Because I was trying to control it and yep. they don't want to be controlled. 
Yeah. So let's talk about blues. Yeah. Discipline of blues. The blues, they have to know you care about them. And so, for example, I, uh, if, if I would ask her, Alicia's my daughter, and I would say, Alicia, which shows she did something wrong. I just thought all I had to do was look at her and go, Alicia, and have sad eyes. And she'd be like, sorry, dad, I disappointed you. You know, <laughs> and if I did, if I did that to my other one, I said, you know, Rebecca, she'd be like, what? Yeah. What? Bring it. What? What? What did I do? You don't know nothing <laughs> kind of a thing. And so it's, um, it, 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 it's, it's really kind of special when you get to see those personalities and you get to help them with those. And so I had to learn to be a little more cuddly. I had to learn to be as the red, you know, it's like, yeah. that's not something we go around doing. And I'd get little notes on my pillow from her, things like love you, daddy. And I would always be like, what does she want? Yeah, because that's why a red would leave a note right. because they want to I want something from manipulate. this. Yeah, I'm going to tell you I love you because I'm wanting something. And uh, my wife would be like, she just wants to tell you she loves you. And I'd be like, that's weird. Yeah. Right? Once I figured it out, though, it was like, that's just great. It's grand. And so you figured each one of them out, what motivated them, what made them uh, click, and then you could you could discipline based on it. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly like uh, I do the same thing on my sports teams. You know, in sports, you got a lot of discipline. And we just had this scenario go on. I coach a, a high school lacrosse team here in town, and uh, we were coaching. And we have I have this kid on my team, and he's probably he's probably a blue yellow. I would say probably a blue. But the one of my assistants coach just came down on him hard. I mean, yeah, crushes hard. crushes him. And I just saw it, saw it in his face. I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. And so a few months later, I walked over next to him. And I said, hey man. Do you know what coach was talking about? I got you. Put my arm around him. Said, hey, I really need you on this team. I really need you to do this. I hope you understood what coach was looking for. Yeah. But you're awesome, and we need you. He had and, to feel that. And he felt that connection all of a sudden. Next thing you know, boom, he's off and going. And then I went to the assistant coach and said, hey, you can't yell at that kid. Not you that dress way. him down in public, he's going to bail on us. Yeah. And we need him. So you take a red and you can challenge him. Yeah. And they'll, they'll buck up to challenges. Whites will just be like, okay. Blues will get hurt. Yep. Yellows will just be like, you know, screw you. What do you know? Yeah. And the, but they, same thing. If you don't give them the praise, you can take a yellow and still be hard on them, but you got to do it with a smile on your face. Yeah. You, you can challenge them. I, funny enough, I have the exact same day, my yellow, full yellow. This kid's probably, half, probably like me, almost all yellow. He's dinking around. I have to correct one of his things, and I brought him off. I'm like, "Dude, you're killing me!" And I, you know, jokey laugh, laugh with him. And then I told him what I need him to do, and he jokes off, fine. and, and then it was fine. Huh? My kid, who's a, a red, he would come home and he's like, "I just need a coach to yell at me. Tell me what it's, what I need to do." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" But yeah, so you got to find what motivates him, and adapt. You got to adapt your your discipline. The way you discipline that kid has to be adapt to their motivation. And if you can do that, you're wildly successful with them. So we're following up on Color Code and the new book called People Code from Dr. Taylor Hartman. We talked a little bit about it in last week's uh, show, just trying to get through some of the questions we yep. had for this show. But we do want to talk about anxiety. Yes. And one of the, uh, we, we got this on a couple of different questions. We thought yep. this is a good week to talk about anxiety. They want to know what color, what color in the personality has the worst problems with anxiety? Is we'll there a color it. that really has a struggle with anxiety? Answer may surprise you. Coming up next. Coming up next with Let's Chat with Will and Tony. If you'd like to get on the show, just give us a call. 607-414-CHAT. 607-414-CHAT. 
If we can't get you on the air, we'll leave a message and we definitely will get to your question in one of our upcoming shows. Or you can text us at that number or give us an email at let's chat with Will and Tony at gmail.com. Yep. Anxiety. Any of those methods. Anxiety. It's on its way. We'll talk about it next on News Talk 1079. Common sense advice for life. Helping with self-awareness, family, and relationships in a complex world. Now, here's Will Kesley and Tony Peck. So we've had a fun show talking, a recap a little bit on last week's Color yeah. Code, People Code book. I think we could do 10 shows on uh, this. We could, couldn't we? And over tons and over. of questions. Thank you, everyone, for your questions. Hopefully, we're picking up some of these in some of the other answers we're giving. Um, let's get into anxiety, though, a little bit. That was kind of the start of our show. And the question was, what color is more prone to anxiety. Fascinating. And the... I'd have my guess. Yeah, okay. What do you think? I'd take my guess. Yeah. I think it's blues. Really? I'm okay with that. But, well, I'm just saying, I, I think they're a little more emotionally connected. Yeah. They, they're they looking for that intimacy. And a lot of times that's hard to get. And they're worriers. They're, yeah, they worry about life. They worry mm -hmm. about, like we talked about in the last segment, they worry about stability where's where are things coming right all that type of stuff and so always projecting and looking forward in that future trying to control their world yeah they end up getting anxious feeling rejected so it, it kind of in just kind of the down and dirty i would say all colors feel anxious for different reasons that makes sense but all of them usually feel out of fear interesting there's a fear of something kind of undertowing and that's why we start to get anxious now anxiousness is not a bad thing it becomes a bad thing when it starts to manipulate your life, right? Yeah, if, say if, that again. Yeah, it's, it's, anxiousness is not a bad thing. It actually helps motivate. It's when it gets to a level, it starts to interfere with life. I think that's a, a very important principle is just because you're anxious for some reason, you have a big meeting or a, a you know, big event, that's mm -hmm. okay. Anxiety actually helps you in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. It gets the it's get the juices flowing and gets you ready to fight or flight and and it Kicks helps things. So but but there are several reasons people will be and a lot of times they'll say, Well, reds are the most anxious because they're the most aggressive. And keep in mind, being motivated isn't necessarily done by anxiousness alone. Yeah. They're so, motivated because they're motivated. They're motivated they because there's an accomplishment something. coming. Right. There's a reward coming. And so they get, they get forward motivated. So when you look at your anxiety, anxiety comes from a lot of different things. And, and, and there's some that would, you know, question all of the reasons we think you get anxiety. Some anxiety is genetic. Some anxiety is built in, is built into uh, what amplitude your brain waves are going off at what part of your brain. Interesting. That's a, so, so tell me this, uh, you're, you're a clinical psychologist. So, uh, when people are dealing with anxiety, how do you know if it's just everyday, normal, just good anxiety versus they're having a, uh, something that's genetic or something that mm -hmm. they can't control themselves? I would first answer it by saying that if they're coming to me, it's not everyday anxiety typically. Yeah. Right. And so to say to them, Hey, I'm going to discount that you have anxiety that everybody has. You're fine. Go home. It's not, they've, they've it's for them it's risen to a level of, I, I'm not happy. This is not working for me and it's causing problems in my life. Just because they're in your office. Yeah, that's yeah. usually the indicator that we're already past that point. But what we do want to do is then begin to address what is the cause behind it. If we can identify what's happening, it could be you have certain things in life, expectations that you're not meeting. And those expectations may be accurate and they may be false. And so yeah. understanding whether they're good or bad will create your anxieties. If you don't accomplish them, sometimes you feel depression. So depression and anxiety are almost the same thing in the brain, by the way. 
They're just whether the brain is being shoved up. Whether the brain is being shoved up or shoved down. And so a lot of times people feel anxiety, then they'll feel depression. And that's not necessarily bipolar. Because I always get that. It's like, I'm sad, then I'm happy I have bipolar. It's much more extreme to be bipolar. Life will give you up and downs. It's if, can you manage the up and down? And now we have to look at what's happening in that. So if you have mismanaged expectations, you'll have fear. If you have unknowns, causes fear. If you have uh, guilt, it will cause fear, yeah. right? There's all these little things that go on that can cause fear. Uh, some would say you have some chemical imbalances. Now that's being driven mostly by the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> the chemical imbalance. Yeah, and there's yeah. a bunch of people that would say, no, it's not a chemical problem, right? Yeah. It's a cognitive problem and it's managing that within the brain and you get an overrun. I will tell you that we have like a QEEG machine out at our office. We do a neural therapy, so we do brain mapping. And you can look at brainwave inside the inside uh, different parts of the brain and determine if the amplitudes are within a range that's kind of the standard mean. Yeah. Kind of where it's common. If it gets out of that range, it will create some anxiety. For example, uh, I have a, a lady I saw here just the other day. She had a very, very low amplitude of brainwaves, very quiet brainwave. It's kind of like what I see on my screen is like uh, EKG on your heart, you know, yeah. click, 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 click. And, but there's 50 of them and hers is really, really quiet she has problems with anxiety. Well, her brain is really mellow. So why does she have anxiety? What we've, what we've learned is that that's not natural for the brain to be that quiet. It wants more amplitude. It wants to be running harder. So what it's learned is if I give you fear, if I give you anxiety, if I make you angry, if I get yeah. you in a fight with someone, you kick off adrenal gland, you kick off all the stuff and it stimulates the brain and gets the brain what it wants. And so you now have a propensity towards anxiety and a propensity to be angry and that's not your soul. You don't want to be angry, but why do I get angry all the time? Your brain wants you to be angry. Brain, your brain's trying to get you amped up, right. get you back up in that normal right. zone. And so we find yeah. ways to help them get into a higher level. We can train some of that up and or help them with some cognitive understandings. But typically fear is at the root or trauma. So if we get back to the people code that we're kind of drawn down through this in the different colors, I would suspect that as the different colors, their weaknesses or mm-hmm. their primary motivators when they look, project forward and see those not being able to be met, mm-hmm. that can drive a lot of that fear. Can. And then that would subsequently drive the anxiety right. of the individual. You got it. So back to self-awareness. You got to know yourself. And, and I'm, we're speaking this pretty generically. It's, yep. a, it's a deeper question, but that's where it kind of starts. So the question we get to this other lady, this was from Paula. Paula said, so Will and Tony, how do I deal with anxiety? What are some things I can do about anxiety? You want to take... Some of those? Oh, that's interesting. So there's a lot of common things they talk about. They, they being the grand they of, um, that you hear is uh, meditation, hmm. right? And I would be interested to hear from you on that one, um, what that does in the brain, right? Uh, exercise, eating well. By the way, the reason exercise, well. exercise does well because it creates chemicals in the brain that do make you feel happy and calm. Yeah, those endorphins, yeah, You right? feel like you're having success, successes. Excellent. So, so there's, there's a lot of those standard ways. Now, the thing I like to recommend to the people, again, this, I'm dealing with most people that are kind of, you know, just dealing with a slightly elevated level of anxiety, but I talk about, uh, um, I, you know, you've heard the statement death by a thousand cuts. Mm -hmm. I like to say the statement of life by a thousand joys. Go, go after little changes in every aspect of your life versus trying to just change one huge change in one aspect. You know, get a little bit more sleep, get a little bit more exercise, do a little bit of meditation, 
you know. Keep in mind, every one of these things are wellness to the brain. That's right. And connect a little more with people. You know, do do a one, two percent change in each of those areas and you'll find that overall your just overall life will get better and your anxiety will come down significantly. That's what I've found. Yeah. So anxiety, it's real and it can really, it can dominate people's lives, right? Having panic attacks, things of that nature can uh, really affect your life. One of the one ways I've learned most effective for most people who are struggling with anxiety that's simple to do at home and that's simply breathing. There's some great breathing apps out. You get them on your phone and they'll give you throughout the day, take a moment to breathe slowly. And I've got one that comes up like every hour and it reminds me that it's time to breathe. Ah, right? And, and it, 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 it gives you a little clicks on your phone to give you the pace of breathing. Breathing for me and most people, one of the best ways to deal with onsets of anxiety. We got to run up against a hard cut, oh, hard break. I hate, hate those. those. <laughs> hate those hard breaks. So we'll see you next time. See you next time on Let's Chat with Will and Tony. It's fun having you around. We'll see you again next week.